0: Hey, I'm Claire and I'm Janice, and this is the X Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat
1: your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome to this week's episode of X Files, everyone. Yay! We are so glad that you're here because we've got another amazing. Guest for our guest interview series. Today, we are welcoming (laughs) Patty Ben, pronouns she, her, calling in and welcoming us from Perth,
2: Australia, for those who don't realize. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. It's lovely. Excited
1: to have you. Thank you for getting up early to do this. Thank you for (laughs) what you're offering to the world. And yeah, so. Patty is an autoimmune coach, and we invited her here because we thought it would be really cool to chat about how food affects your mood, how your gut is related to your mind, how you might make some dietary tweaks during a hard time like a breakup, and Mm -hmm. just hear about what you do and what our listeners could benefit from. We're really into the self-care thing. We're really into taking care of your physical health, but we've never quite gotten into food, because mm-hmm. um, we're not experts necessarily. And yeah. so we're We've been eating make- our
0: whole lives and somehow we're not experts. <laughs> so
2: weird. I mean, save. I get it.
1: <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, do you want to first, before we start, it just occurred
2: to me, do you want to describe what an autoimmune coach is? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm an autoimmune support coach. And that means for anyone dealing with an autoimmune disease, uh, they're lo- likely going to be going on a lifelong journey, where they're going to have to focus on their health. Because I have two autoimmune diseases myself, and it was something that I realized that I needed to shift my whole life to a new focus, so that I was taking care of my body with more priority rather than previously, because otherwise my symptoms would become magnified. And this is something that once you do put into place, and you know, have, you have your systems. Majority of the time, if you have like uh, intermediate to low symptoms in terms of autoimmune, then you're probably going to be able to manage your life fairly well. And that's something that I would love to be able to for other women, other people around the world to be able to find that power again for themselves. So that's mm-hmm. how I come in and help support them to make those changes in their lives.
1: Very oh, cool. And you recently finished the beautiful you course. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so, I'm so we so were happy all about it. We were all brought together through the magic of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy in that we all got connected online through Instagram, but didn't even realize that that was how.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were like, this Patty is like such a cool Instagram account. And like we're like, she's doing this amazing work. Let's reach out to her. Because, you know, food was definitely something we wanted to talk about on the podcast, because I think it's um you know when you're going through a breakup it's so common that cliche of like oh you're drinking a lot more alcohol you know mm-hmm. you're you're sitting there with your ice cream tub watching movies or the you know and that's okay uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, combining the two um
2: <laughs> yeah but, but yeah and, and it's it's so so normal in fact that's something that like it's recommended so often for radio. So that people should just go buy a tub of ice cream and go get some wine and just like cry it all out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah which is
1: totally fine. And yeah. there's also, um, you know, I think that some at some point you can kind of throttle back and say, I think that maybe I need to make a few tweaks to mm-hmm. help me, you know, mm-hmm. get to the next phase of the journey after the grieving is done and make myself feel amazing again. Yeah. So we're going to get into all of that, <laughs> but um, I'd really, or we would really like to hear about your story because I think that your personal story kind of led you to your coaching journey.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And absolutely. In our kind of pre-interview Um, communication with you you talked about a couple times about your journey with shyness your journey with a few different relationships um, some on unwanted attention and some type of path that you had with that and kind of getting to a point where you decided you wanted to overcome all of this and learn from it and become the confident you know empowered woman that you are
2: (laughs) (laughs) so do you mind I mean where Uh, would you like to begin oh I'd, I'd love to um I I think probably starting from the beginning would be a good place would be probably when I was in my teenage years I was an extremely shy person I remember asking for permission to even call someone on the phone from my mom, even though I was 16. And you know, it was to a teacher. It wasn't to like any exciting person. It was just a very normal person.
1: (laughs) Oh, interesting. Uh, Even at mm -hmm. 16. Okay.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember that I very, because I had grown up with lots of similar friends groups who had got carried on throughout each stage of my life. So when I finally hit university, I was in a place where obviously all new people, I had to branch out, and I probably grew up with a very good crowd of people so that when I was introduced to people who were from very different backgrounds, um, I probably wasn't with the right people later on to find out. You're just, so, like, trusting. You're like, no, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: everyone's great. It no one's, yeah, everyone's no one's well. bad. Oh,
1: so <laughs> many
2: people, especially women, mm-hmm. can
1: relate to that. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and um, one of the things that I remember during that time in my college years, I – didn't end up graduating because I at some point in time felt so nervous and so unconfident in classes never being able to speak up or ask questions
0: Mm. or
2: also in my friends groups during college to have predators prey on me essentially and you know try and almost groom me in a way so that I would like them more so this happened with a married man who was at the time supposed to be a friend of mine and very, being very innocent and i had no idea i thought he was just being friendly asking me out to tea all the time and later on when he confessed and he wanted to divorce his wife and essentially told me that he loved me i was completely taken aback and and w- yeah. in what stage of your college career was this well, i was probably 21 oh um, my uh, god Yeah. And so you're and new yeah. into
1: college you're struggling with shyness and Mm -hmm. yeah oh okay oh my gosh and you're you're like
0: wait (laughs) what
2: was he in your class he was in my sort of major so we were studying the same topics together Mm -hmm. so he was in a lot of my classes so Mm -hmm. it was difficult that way yeah the friends group were like you should stay friends with him and support him during his divorce Yeah, how's
1: that? <laughs> logical? Wow, so yeah. So did you yes. know he was married?
2: Yes, from the very okay. beginning, I knew he was. Oh,
1: married. but you just thought it was a friends thing.
0: Yeah, yes, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh.
2: Either way, for carrying it on and realizing I was just not doing well in university, dealing with these sorts of issues, and my own breakup because I was also in love with someone, long distance relationship at the time um during that time period it was just very tumultuous and so I remember quitting university and just going oh my gosh my life is a complete utter mess <laughs> whoa <laughs> the so where were you in college time. where locationally were you going to school mm-hmm. so I was going to my local university here in uh, Perth Western Australia okay so but your
1: partner was where my partner
2: was in Philippines okay,
1: okay. yeah and so, so wait what is uh, so what where are you from originally what's with the accent
2: (laughs) (laughs) so I'm Australian pretty much because I was born I was born in Malaysia but I came to Australia when I was two years old
1: girl I lived there for over five years Mm -hmm. I thought you were from the UK
2: oh wow I, I have been told uh, that I sound a little bit British probably when I get little. a little polite oh okay
1: I hope that's okay because that I, I was like no, no, where the
2: story you know is the person okay. okay and she goes perfectly fine no no oh, I can pull out my Aussie accent if you want okay, I mean <laughs> g- it's g- up un- g- Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Aussie Aussie. Okay. all
1: right
3: uh,
2: assumptions
1: and I wanted to ask when we were doing the pre-chat and I just thought I'm gonna wait for it to come out you know
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh okay. see it's
1: it's tough <laughs>
2: completely found, completely fascinating found, so. okay all
1: right cool so your partner's in the philippines you're going to your local school in mm-hmm. perth and amongst all of that so you realize that your long distance relationship wasn't working yes um so. simultaneously dealing with semi breaking up
0: with unwanted. a married man yeah unwanted <laughs> I, advances yes yeah.
2: exactly yes yeah. so at that time, the long distance relationship that I was in, it so they cheated on me. So she cheated on me. And um, then she decided that she would keep pulling me along by still like saying, yes, maybe things will turn out well. Oh, and
0: yeah. if it's meant to be, it'll be. Exactly. So yeah. There's,
2: there's <laughs> oh, I'm
0: sorry.
1: Was there no, an I mean, element of somehow getting through the forgiveness of what she had done would strengthen the bond or the
2: relationship? No, because I think at that point in time, it was the end of it. She was like, even though I don't want to be with the person she cheated with, she was like, this is not going well. I I think it's too far of a distance. And -hmm. I think it was just a very different value system at the end of the day, because I had actually booked flights to go see her. And it was the Mm -hmm. first time I'd meet her. And so I had been willing to do that. So... And then for her to be like, no, I don't think this is gonna work. Utterly crushed me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So you were uh, like a v- sheltered, yes, you know, young woman coming yes. out into the world, and suddenly like you're getting a crash course in what the world <laughs> can offer to people. Exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Shit. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so how long had you considered yourself to be together with this person, uh, even though you hadn't um,
2: mm-hmm. met? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'd been together for probably close to a year at that point in time. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, so consistently calling, messaging, mm-hmm. talking to each yep. other. Yeah, very
1: real. Uh, yeah. yeah, very
2: real. So to me, I was like, okay, cool, great, let's meet. And then yeah. you know, the news that I was told was, Heartbreaking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So so then you're like, okay, what do I do? Quit school. And what next? Like, how how do you bounce back from that?
2: I think it was the knowledge that everywhere I was right now at that point in time was just the wrong place for me. And so acknowledging that I probably needed a fresh start mm-hmm. and finding myself was huge. I remember being really angry for a long time yeah. about both of those big mm-hmm. incidences. And I think that definitely kickstarted me into changing who I was and being more confident and putting myself in situations where I would have to use my own gut feeling to be able to understand and trust other people. Because I think when you have two such huge sort of events happen to you, you question yourself for yeah. a long time and you go, yeah. was I right? Was I okay in trusting these people? Mm, So, yeah, and who can
1: I trust? What, how mm -hmm. do I even go about
2: how do I trust my gut? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: (laughs) no pun intended.
0: (laughs) 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 Foreshadowing, but I've heard
1: this even recently from people who want to start dating again after having things like this happen and just saying, I don't even know how to meet someone because all I want to do is, you know, ask them what they think about fidelity or ask them what they think about, you know, would you ever cheat? Like right, wow, exactly? exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's the tough thing about trust is that it is like kind of it's something built over time, but it's also like you give a little and you see what happens mm-hmm. and then you give a little more um, and see what happens. And it's kind of it's built over time, um, but you have to give it in order to know whether it's safe or not
2: yeah you know? yeah yeah very very true absolutely yeah. but I think to to make it a more of an exciting and happier sort of yeah. I, <laughs> I don't of know it's exciting
1: <laughs> so far but yeah let's get to the happy okay okay so
2: <laughs> I went on a pretty much like a self-discovery journey and I'm, I'm always still on a self-discovery journey because I think that Yay. we're evolving people and I think to talk about the ex in a lovely way she was someone that always was ever-changing herself and always uh, always looking to reinvent herself so I definitely believe that I took that on myself to try Mm -hmm. new things to try new activities I remember signing up for Bikram yoga and and it was crazy hot 40 degree heat and it's just knowing look like if I can do this then you know I can be just as good as her or something like that okay all
1: right (laughs) and do you
2: still do Bikram (laughs) I do but not for those reasons. <laughs> okay. right. I'm just
1: interested I mean yeah. I think there. I think there's two people in the world those who love it and those who
2: like mm-hmm. are gonna yes. throw up. Yeah. Oh yeah I, I get that. <laughs> yeah yes. that's
1: amazing okay very cool all right. Thank you
2: thank you. Uh, so I spent probably a good five or six years working instead and meeting a whole bunch of different people once again but understanding in a professional zone that obviously you know you can trust people you can make friends and all sorts of different characteristics and also the general understanding of how to take care of yourself which as a sheltered young girl I never really had and Mm -hmm. so I started looking at many different areas of my life my physical education my um, eating habits my ways of actually you know dealing with my own finances And all of this really, really helped in terms of giving me my own power to feel like, oh, hey, you know, you are strong enough to get into a new relationship again. You are you, you are your own self again. And that was a really lovely way for me to sort of recognize. And then eventually when I healed, I tried new relationships. Yeah, and that's like,
0: I think this is a message that we're always trying to drive home in that it's, you know, these breakups, they're so hard and they're so devastating. And yet it's, it's having those moments where you have to overcome something that seems so insurmountable to prove, you know, after that you walk down the street, you're like, throw anything my way. I'm good. Like I know how to take (laughs) care of myself. Like, yeah, I'll do it again. Cause you know, if it turns out I can't trust you whatever. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Which I love
1: that you combine the financial with the health. And I mean, I I'm on a similar path right now or have been of Mm -hmm. just like do depending on me and figuring out all the little aspects of adulting that for some reason, when I was in relationships (laughs) younger, I I never fully uh, got, I never fully um, embraced or learned, you know, (laughs) for lack of a better word
2: no and that, and that's something that i found in most relationships nowadays they're often a mirror to who what you are and what you need perhaps and so oh, it's yeah. really really fascinating to sort of see the type of people that we choose or are drawn towards and what that says about us in a way too so
0: oh yeah that self reflection <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i love it wow and so it was during this time that you started to become interested in food Mm -hmm. Um, and its role in your your health and I mean I'm guessing you uh, discovered your own like autoimmune um, struggles during this time or have you always had them and realized you could manage them better how did that Um, come into it
2: so I was diagnosed officially probably two years ago but i had always actually seen some signs of my autoimmune disease pop up and I just never knew that it was an autoimmune disease because only really two years ago did it really flare out to the point where I was like this is a huge concern yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was I think turning 30 and I had realized that I had this rash on my neck that had for four years had lingered and it was like maybe the size of a thumb to grow to the point of majority of my the back of my neck and it was huge And you couldn't see it because obviously my hair held kept it down but for me I knew that I was when I would stress I would go to scratch it and it was getting to a point where it was something like almost an auto response for me and that was Mm -hmm. something that I was like this is this is a bad idea this is getting worse and worse so I need to get it sorted and checked out but the symptoms of autoimmune diseases actually show up for many people way earlier and I had like tiny spots and rashes around and I Mm-hmm. had back issues for many years previously I just never connected the dots yeah so mm-hmm. so recognizing those things was a really good thing to check in with myself and go okay no I'm gonna really focus down and take care of, good care of myself and eat better along the way so
1: had mm-hmm. you made the connection between eating and your health or your wellness or this possible condition before this mm-hmm.
2: okay yes all right I think so Well, not necessarily for my disease itself, but I remember starting early on from probably after I broke up with that first girl Mm -hmm. that I wanted to change how I was eating too, because I remember I was dealing with a lot of acne. I had cystic Mm -hmm. acne all over my face. And so that didn't help with my confidence. Mm -hmm. And that was one big thing, trying to clear it up and trying to find alternatives. And that was me learning how to drink water. I started looking up all the people who had improved their skin. What friends who had done to improve their well being, what they did, and just following their habits like drinking so much water, doing Mm -hmm. exercise, which, oh my gosh, wow, exercise. (laughs) We're we're, we're fans. Yeah,
1: we are fans. (laughs) Awesome. So you go to the doctor, you get the rash checked out, which I actually Mm -hmm. didn't know this was a, um, a symptom of autoimmune Mm -hmm. I know like I don't know if anyone else is thinking like what weird skin stuff do I have yeah (laughs) well autoimmune
0: disorders I I mean I've I I was actually just this year diagnosed with one so yay fine um we could talk later Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so but you know my explanation I got for it is like yeah it's like the, they come in a whole range of shapes and sizes and it's exactly. kind of like we don't really understand but the body is for some reason attacking itself
2: exactly
1: oh exactly. and i have questions too that i'd like to ask you about um but not on air so
0: <laughs> yeah, so we keep something private, guys. All right? <laughs> we'll talk about our romantic lives, but not our health conditions. So that's fine.
2: <laughs> not, not not now.
1: So you go to the doctor. So how do you get to the point of thinking I want to help other people with this?
2: Mm, absolutely. So I went to the doctor, found out the news. I'd Google searched a lot of it, Reddit searched, and I was like, okay, oh, yeah. so it's it's true, it's true. Mm. And so the two that I have are psoriasis. And I have psoriatic arthritis, so oh. for me that's the skin uh, peeling and the ulcers and whatnot happening, yeah. and also my body having arthritis inside of it. So my back being really, really tight and sore and unable to move, and my hips having joint pains, even though I'm only 30. Those sorts yeah. of things. So when it comes to me trying to change all of that to take care of myself, one of the actions that I took was through reading a lot of information from many other people suffering from similar diseases was that they decided to eat a lot cleaner. So they went on elimination diets, which for anyone who is listening, it's not a fad diet specifically to Mm -hmm. lose weight or anything. It's more about checking to see what foods are causing uh, inflammation in your body, what is Mm -hmm. reacting for your body. And so I did that. I took out gluten, dairy, and a lot of refined sugars for me. And that has calmed, my symptoms to eighty percent. So I only have very mild symptoms nowadays. So Yeah, I'm, and I did a, that I'm and...
1: a big fan. I mm-hmm. um I'm gluten intolerant and um mm-hmm. gluten free for four or five years now. And it, I wish people knew. I yeah. you know, the difference that it can make. Yeah. Absolutely. And for some
0: people it isn't an issue. Oh, yeah, and completely. that's the thing it with is. the elimination diet is I mm-hmm. I believe you take it out for a certain period of time and exactly. then you try adding things in one at mm-hmm. a time and see how you feel because we're driving yeah. these like machines around and they <laughs> all kind of run differently on different fuel types. Yes, it's very yeah. true.
2: Absolutely. Some people have an amazing response and after even healing, allowing their gut to heal over maybe six, nine weeks, they can go back to eating everything and that's fantastic for them. But mm-hmm. for some people like me, maybe Janice, um, this is a case where, you know, if we eat these foods, then we have these reactions that causes problems with our in our body. And so that was something I did for a whole year. And people were like, what? You went sugar free for a year? Well, I mean that, that is quite nice How do you drink
0: anything?
2: coffee without your sugar? <laughs> Well, I don't Black. drink coffee.
0: Or cool. oh, don't right. drink it. Right. <laughs> <I> <laughs> drink tea, too. So. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You mentioned it in your um in in the questions we asked prior to um interviews as well about yes. tea. Drink some tea. Uh so that's awesome. What's your favorite tea?
2: Oh my gosh. I think, well, I'm i I'm an unusual case, but I do Japanese tea ceremony. So I drink ceremonial matcha quite often. And so for me, that's my go-to. Fancy. I would say. A yeah. little bit fancy. I love a that. Bit-
1: yeah. <laughs> All for it. So yes. you do your elimination diet to find mm-hmm. out what is not working for you, which is really what it's about. Let's just yeah. be honest. And so then what?
2: I went on a whole year of just doing it straight. And then I realized, look, a lot of people struggle with doing any sort of diet change. And that was something that I was like wanting to help others with because some of my friends have autoimmune diseases and I could see that they were struggling and food was one huge area that they just were not being able to Mm -hmm. pay attention to, or even be able to change. And it's not even about that food sometimes it's a lot about your environment it's a lot about the people you surround yourself with yes and those changes become very difficult when you're faced with changes in your environment the people that you talk to and yeah the lack of support sometimes that you don't yeah get. we're social we're creatures yeah. Yeah. and food yeah. is such a social thing yeah. as
0: people well feel actually.
1: really threatened yeah. by other people's choice. yeah I, mean, I was I'm vegan a for vegetarian. four
0: years so mm-hmm. I am it's like you're 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 attacking someone by not eating the meat or whatever yes. you That's know and it's like I, I don't I care gets. what you do I'm not doing it like
2: <laughs> exactly exactly so I I realized that wow like I was lucky enough that I was decided to surround myself with people who were supportive or moved away from people who weren't supportive and that that was something Mm -hmm. i realized some of these people just don't have anyone to be able to talk to about these sorts of things or even to know the first step towards changing their diet or even how to sort of change their environment so that they could live a more health focused life and that was something i was like okay i can do that i i mean i've gone on this whole self-development journey i've Mm -hmm spent time in a workplace that also did things like workshops on changing habits on self-development on time management and so I know all of these things and I wanted to be able to share that with other women who just didn't know how to deal with it yeah Mm -hmm. ah that's so awesome and that's
0: like (laughs) that's kind of what we're doing but in a different exactly uh yeah it's like It
1: is quite similar you know yeah wow I found what works supporting oh, people when they don't
0: have the the support system in their own lives mm-hmm. you know um exactly. yeah that's the beauty of the internet so you can find your people <laughs> you
2: can find your people Very for true. sure I
1: yeah oh, like. wonderful so how has it gone so far
2: it's yeah. gone really well oh good <laughs> um it absolutely has and i think so in terms of me my body it's going fine and now I'm more of the focus on maintaining and changing mm-hmm. and also now for my clients it's something that I'm really really excited to work with them on because a lot of them reach out to me and go hi, I have problems with my gut initially and we start that con- connection immediately but then we move on to sort of have you looked at your stress have you looked at your work mm-hmm. have you looked at sort of, the place that you live in, the people you support yourself with, and it becomes an overall look at their life rather than just yeah. going, okay, what should I eat to change my
0: reactions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's holistic. It's holistic. Yeah. People
1: would say it's holistic. So, yeah. we'll say it's holistic. <laughs>
0: exactly. And that's I think why we we wanted to have you on and to bring this back to, you know, supporting people through breakups is that, mm-hmm. you know, um like through the podcast, where you're like, okay, like get your your support system in place, um, get the education in place so you understand what's happening to you, because just having that understanding can help give you that sense of control. Absolutely. Um, and you know, another piece that can help you feel better, like we always talk about exercise and how it's like releasing endorphins and it's a way to like chemically. Get yourself into a better place, change your state when you're feeling really, really low. And you know, junk food and alcohol can help you in the short term. Yeah. It'll give mm-hmm. you that spike of feel-good mm-hmm. stuff from like the fat or sugar or alcohol. Or, or whatever.
1: stress through exactly, foods. you yeah. know, and it's mm-hmm. a
0: comfort food. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, over time, if you're overusing these Mm -hmm. things you can end up feeling much more sad and like depressed not like i'm not using that as like a clinical term but you know feeling depressed from your breakup Mm -hmm. because you're also your body's just going through kind of a lot of stuff from all the junk that you're putting in it and so you know um part of like recovering and making giving yourself the best chance of having a good day every day
2: you know is looking at your food piece as well exactly it definitely definitely is I would say a foundation that you build on Mm -hmm. and when you find that when you're in an emotional place that your body is not going to act the way it normally does so already you are (laughs) in a place of you know struggle because You've got all these stress signals are being sent throughout your body and you might feel anxious by accident if you see your ex and then you freeze up and your body freezes mm-hmm. up too. It's not just a brain thing. Your actual body is intuitive to what's happening in your own emotion level too.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so absolutely, when you spend too long perhaps eating foods that are perhaps not overall going to be nourishing for your body then you're going to find that your body also is working at a subpar level which is a really sad thing
1: right yeah Mm -hmm. so if you've gotten into these bad habits after a breakup where do you think you should begin to shift course or change Mm -hmm. course and then I want to get back and talk more about the gut
2: yeah yes the gut we're so excited about yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) So, um I would say when you are maybe in what you believe are bad habits one of the great things that you can do is immediately just to first of all pay attention to what those bad habits are so you might be thinking you overeat okay maybe that's fine because you're nourishing yourself but is that Mm -hmm. a way to self-comfort or is that a way to sort of actually feed yourself so you need to notice the two differences between that and if you need to nourish yourself and you're feeling scared and you're feeling unloved what are some other ways you could do that too not mm-hmm. only overeating, that's fine. Maybe you need to carry that on for a bit longer until your mind under, understands yeah, it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. maybe you could supplement it, it with something else too. So mm-hmm. nourishing yourself with food, but also nourishing yourself with lots of good company that you love or nourishing yourself with you know some exercising that you actually find really exciting to try. Like yeah. When you add new good things into your life, those bad habits actually slowly fade themselves out over time. And that's also in that transformation that you'll get. When you are moving towards becoming this new person after a breakup, because essentially you are going to be completely different after mm-hmm. a breakup. Another yeah. thing that I would do, as a more concrete way of sort of seeing how these these habits are happening, would be, and I love this. I saw this from one of you. Well, didn't see it, but I was listening to you, Janice, about this episode. But your journaling. Mm-hmm. Start journaling about your habits <laughs> and start paying attention to what's going on with you. Because the more you do that, the more you are taking that focus away from your ex and back onto you, which is the most important thing during this time. Yes. Right. So it's really about processing
1: in a healthy way and that that is going to lead to, quote, better habits and Mm -hmm. decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, the more that you process something, the more that you get it out of your system, the more that you focus on yourself, the more that you will just naturally be wanting to nourish yourself with food in Mm -hmm. a healthier more beneficial way exactly yeah yeah
2: yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right good so should we dive in to
1: the gut Mm
2: -hmm. sure yes Yes. right so
1: how did you become interested in gut health and also can you explain to anyone who might always see people posting on instagram about gut health Mm -hmm. and how it's the quote-unquote second brain you know Mm -hmm. how this actually works Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) okay so Oh, where do I even start? Okay, I'll talk about it. Up to you, girl. Anywhere you want. <laughs> okay, well, because I have my autoimmune diseases, I found out that part of the reason why I have my psoriasis on my neck was inflammation. So, inflammation was going wild in my body. And then, for anyone who wants to know, psoriasis is basically skin cells that keep building up upon itself. So, it creates a scale in your body. And then it's because your body's like attacking itself, essentially. There's holes in your body, and then it gets angry, and then things happen, yeah. which is not a scientific way of going about that sort of explanation. But <laughs> holes <laughs> on the bottom, yeah, blameless <laughs> terms. But it happens starting out first and foremost in your gut because the food that you feed your gut is going to help either protect and support all of those sorts of signals that are being sent to the rest of your body. And when you have a leaky gut, such as what I had, I had problems with for instance in for example things like indigestion in all sorts of areas those symptoms and those signals to me were something I wasn't paying attention to what's attention to whatsoever so when you start to pay attention to how your gut feels and when you start to convert some of the food that you eat like I mentioned gluten-free dairy-free and sugar-free I started healing essentially my gut inside and I also supported that, not just doing that by itself, but also things like probiotics or making mm. sure that I was more aware of when I was eating enough so I wasn't overloading my gut in those sorts of cases, too. Mm. And, I think
1: that can be tricky for people during breakups. Sometimes. Exactly. Overeating exactly. or Eat- just really in your body getting into the too. moment. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like How- you don't want to mm-hmm. be in your body when you're no. feeling so mm-hmm. much. So, and, and
1: when you're feeling, you know, satiated by food, and that you're being, you know, kind of distracted from your pain or stress because of pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, you can overdo yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, and it can
0: go the other way too with undereating mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that
1: is yeah my my thing <laughs> for Aww. sure. Not eating. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so normal. I mean, I am definitely the type that would overeat. And my sister, who went through an eating disorder, definitely underage. So these sorts of cases happen for many many women around the world. I think the more we talk about it, the more chances we have of helping each other deal with these sorts of problems. Oh, it's so true.
1: I've never even thought to bring up my eating and breakup thing. But (laughs) yeah, Yeah. maybe it's something we should talk about more. So when you found yourself overeating... Um, uh, did you you know, correlate the experience you had with overeating during a breakup with your experience learning about your your gut? When did you make mm-hmm. that connection?
2: So, I remember at that time, I was getting really emotional because I was going through this was probably two years ago, going through a new relationship, which was very ups and downs on and off all the time. Mm. I remember that I would, in times of stress, I would eat a lot. and that would, eventually see my gut and my psoriasis chop even more and more and more because the two years um, in which it really flared up it really started to react and grow from there and so I could see signs from overeating to not being in control of sort of my own understanding of what was happening and then to have it grow and, and get more embarrassed and it'd be a constant loop of this sort of behavior and realize okay look I need to stop and the funny thing is that I stopped seeing this person not long after I started deciding that, you know, this relationship wasn't as good for me as I thought it was. And instead I decided to really focus on myself and funny enough, my psoriasis has cleared up pretty well since. So
0: (laughs) yes, like stress. I mean, I, I mean the, the, the nervous system and how it the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system I know it's like when you're under stress all your blood is getting diverted to you know like your heart and your limbs and away from your digestion because it doesn't matter if you digest that meal if you're dead um you have to run away from the tiger right um (laughs) it freezes it just yeah yeah it just freezes so yeah, if you're especially under a long-term stress of a tumultuous relationship, like things are not working for a long time. Totally. You're gonna mm-hmm. have some problems. Um, so you know, any way that you can take care of yourself during a stressful time to to minimize the effects of that stress, like sometimes it's not possible to just avoid stress, you know.
2: No. Um we need stress in a way to move yeah. us forward in life, but consistent Overwhelming amounts of stress? No, we don't need that. Yeah.
0: that.
1: so as far as gut health and stress and a breakup, um, you know, are there any just very basics that you might um suggest? Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, even if you're not necessarily sure like this is what I need, um, you know, what are maybe three things that you might um, consider?
0: During this, let me add on to that. You know, like I think if if you're already into health, this probably isn't new information to you. Mm -hmm. So maybe these would be like things that would be uh, implementable (laughs) for someone who's like really never dove into Mm -hmm. this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Completely
2: fair. Absolutely. So if you are finding that you're not sure about how your gut's going one of the things that I would start out would be sort of taking note of what you eat. So what are you eating? Is it something that you personally feel is giving your body enough energy? Is it giving it enough support? Do you feel like you are feeling good after eating it? Because often Mm -hmm. we eat junk food and it's great at the time. And afterwards, immediately after some of us feel quite sick afterwards, right? And I still do that. I have chips. It's it's normal. It's very normal. But your body <laughs> oh doesn't... yeah.
1: My body just like completely starts to shut down once I have chips because I do exactly. it so rarely. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I love it, but um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I and and it, it might the... be
0: a, you know like. My boyfriend has a really terrible diet, and <laughs> I don't think he really notices how he feels after he eats certain totally. things because he eats them so exactly. frequently yeah, that exactly. that's just how life is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you
1: feel so much like better. feeling <laughs> sluggish.
0: Mm-hmm. After yeah, like yeah. Starts to digest. Just it. like yeah, you totally. know, stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah and so you know keep it notice also if you start feeling good and like look back at the day and be like what did I what did I do where I felt good and it's like Mm -hmm. well you drank a lot of water today Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yes I recently stopped eating Cheerios in the morning and it was so hard um (laughs) but I just had a feeling um that it Mm -hmm. was something I needed to do and now I'm doing you know all this whole food stuff for breakfast and it does definitely put a you know, skipping my step. Um, wow, rather than just like feeling satisfied because oh man, there's nothing like a big bowl of Cheerios.
0: I um, love Cheerios. Oh, oh God. God. I completely understand. <laughs> but
1: it just yeah, you know, I just wasn't doing it for me. I'm thinking of maybe just keeping a box like for the weekend yeah. or something that's because- like a
2: dessert <laughs> treat yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You you shouldn't fully tell yourself no because the moment you do, you just freak out and yeah. you, you want it even more. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs>
1: It had become a daily thing. And so I did need to kind of just make a um, go cold turkey. But now I'm kind of at the point where I think I could just do it once in a while. Like Hmm. I was like craving it every night when I get into bed with my Netflix, all of a sudden, I would also feel like I needed Cheerios. Mm -hmm. And I'm not there anymore. So maybe I can yeah, reintroduce. it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think that See that's that's such a classic thing that happens. Like we associate food with an emotion and a habit, and yes. then it just becomes this consistent thing that always happens. Like
1: right, mm-hmm. I was getting to the point yeah. where I couldn't even fall asleep
2: without. You were like, "Ah, oh,
0: cheerio!" <laughs> yes, exactly. Because
2: <laughs> it was dead in my mind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh-huh. It's amazing how that happens, and I think that when you Okay, so going back to what things that people could do in terms of recognizing how they can like, improve their gut health and their health in terms of eating, I would say once you pay attention to how your gut's feeling more, and that's something that you always should in general, be it gut gut feelings about people or about food. <laughs> ah, use your yes. gut, guys. It's very important. Use your um, guts. Yeah, absolutely. And things like, for example, healing it, things like eating a few more probiotics, not like necessarily the pills, but start introducing things like, for example, if you, have never had yogurt before. Yogurt has a lot of, um, macrobacteria that is actually great for the stomach or maybe areas like maybe trying different foods. If you have more biodiversity in the foods that you're eating, your body's going to be happier because it's going to be able to learn new things and try things out and improve oh. what's happening inside.
1: Oh, talk about that. I've never really thought about that. And I, I mean, not to keep bringing this back to me, but I'm also like the type of person who eats the same thing day in and day out. So tell (laughs) me about how that works.
2: So if you keep eating the same things and you find that your body's not getting nutrients it needs, especially if you keep consistently changing what your lifestyle is going to be, then that's not helping your body. But if you start introducing a little more change, a little more di- biodiversity, your body is actually going to develop more immune system. It's going to be able to develop new sort of antibodies um, against sort of sicknesses, illnesses, and give you that energy to continue all the exercises and the changes that you're making. So mm-hmm. when you are dealing with a breakup, it's fun to try different things. And I highly recommend you go and try different sorts of restaurants or ask your friend to try a dish that they cooked Mm
3: -hmm. or maybe Mm
2: -hmm. grab a vegetable that you've never even seen before and google what yeah
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) very cool what's an unusual vegetable like purple Um,
3: cauliflower or mm -hmm. celery
1: root Mm -hmm. um even a mango some people don't eat mangoes all the time
0: yeah what do you think claire Try dragon fruit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or, yeah, yeah. Cause it's not just like the nutrients in the plant. I think it's like also the types of bacteria exactly. that grow on them, where they're from, what soil they're grown in. It's like, as if you're sourcing from lots of different areas, you have more of a chance to fill in any gaps.
1: Exactly. Oh my God. I never exactly. thought of this before. <gasps> Amazing. Mind blown, blown. <laughs> now I feel like I'm going to drop dead because I I am very
3: much
1: routine. With oh, my diet, I am the same way. But. You know, it's springtime here, so yeah. What can we? So maybe you know, like making a game of it almost. You exactly. Know, can yeah. You introduce mm-hmm.
0: Or just Sometimes. trying new places too. Sorry to cut you off. No
2: no, 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 perfectly fine. Exactly. Try new places. Sometimes I talk with some of my. um my followers on Instagram and I go, oh, I've got this new food that I'm trying. Any recipes from anybody? Any recommendations? And I love doing that. That's really, really fun with everyone. It becomes a game and then we can cook mm-hmm. recipes together so absolutely oh that's so cool very
1: cool we got yeah. you on instagram live and maybe you can just surprise us with a, <laughs>
0: with a <laughs> guess what this is called yeah. <laughs> i mean there's
1: different parties in australia that we don't necessarily exactly. have here in the this states. this is true I mean, yeah. dragon fruit being a, a good example you know like not a lot of people pick that up at the store all the time no uh. no
2: have you guys heard of kiwi berries no So they're apparently like a kiwi and a berry. Exactly. So it's like a grape-sized kiwi (gasps) without the berry skin. (gasps) Without the skin? Yes. Oh, you don't (laughs) have to skin them. So is it
1: slimy on the
2: outside? No, no. It's It's just just got like like a grape skin. It's like a grape skin. Yeah, and it tastes like a kiwi. So. uh... Oh my
0: god! I need some of those. We
2: need this in our (laughs) lives. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've never
1: seen that here. Oh my gosh. Right. Hopefully, it
2: will make its way over to you guys (laughs) soon. Yeah, totally. Patch of fruits. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I love it.
1: Yeah, very neat. All right. I love this. I've never thought of introducing new foods as a way to improve your body's ability to. Um, fight against uh, mm-hmm. germs uh, your body's ability to stretch in different ways and also mm-hmm. I never even thought of it really as a way to have fun with a breakup so yeah yeah especially yeah, I mean
2: if you had a partner who was always eating the same things yes. think of it as a way to be like hey I'm doing things that you've never done before yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, go to like different um exotic places for for dinner that you'd never visited with your ex. And A you're not of- only like expanding the places that you've been and the people watching and all of that, but you're mm-hmm. also getting some different like spices and nutrients and foods yes, and all exactly. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm oh my gosh it's okay a lot of
1: people talk about going to farmer's markets solo after a breakup mm. and I would say you know don't just go over the cheese samples you know go and buy a new cheese you know yeah or-
2: absolutely Fine. or even having like having the fun of like even touching the vegetables and, and starting to notice them and or even just seeing how where your food comes from those mm-hmm. sorts of things are so important also when you're looking at taking care of yourself because the more you appreciate the food and where it comes from, the more you're going to actually sit and actually really enjoy eating it when it comes to nourishing yourself with different foods. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think
1: that's why, you know, we even call it fast food is because, you know, we're just so disconnected from, you know, how it got in front of us um, that, yeah, people don't really savor it. They're just kind of using it to, um, you know, hit the spot. Rather than you know enjoying the meal, exactly right. I mean, if anyone disagrees, please please let me know. No, no, no. I think that's so true. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: So, if you had any advice to share with our listeners, like anyone who's hurting right now, what what would that be? Mm -hmm.
2: So, if you're really struggling right now with breakup, I would say first of all, one of the things that is probably one of the hardest steps but forgive yourself for every small thing that you can possibly do because you are going to think back so often to all of the things that you did and the truth is you tried your best in that moment to do the thing that you thought was right and Mm -hmm. everyone is generally always so hard on themselves after a breakup they go back and go what could I have done what could I have changed but really even if you had could go back and change it, it wouldn't necessarily fix anything, right? So what you what you can do right now is you essentially just need to forgive that heart that you have that's broken right now and go, it's okay, okay. I am um, sad that this happened and I want to cry and yell and that's okay, but also if I don't forgive me, I'm never ever going to be able to forgive them and also mm-hmm. I'm never ever going to be able to move on from that. So forgiveness is Mm -hmm. one of the hard steps, but I would definitely say start small. Don't go big. I'm like, yep, that's it. We're good. Everything's fine. (laughs) Start by even saying, okay, I tried really hard with being the best sort of girlfriend I could be to my ex and making time for his family. And I miss that relationship between me and his family, but Mm -hmm. I did the best I could at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those sorts of small things start out with the... And even make amends with some of it. Write it out, like you said, Janice. Write a letter to X. Don't necessarily give it to them, but write it yeah. out to yourself. So I think that's a beautiful first step to do. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, we that's so just good.
1: recorded. We recorded another episode earlier with just the two of us, and that was a big thing that we said too. Is yeah, go easy on yourself and just always be in a place of forgiveness mm-hmm. when you do things that you know. You know, in retrospect, maybe you know, you would have done differently. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it doesn't really get you anywhere to stay fixated on regret. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it involves relationship with another person. It, ju- it just becomes this amalgam of kind of nastiness. Yeah. And <laughs> it keeps yeah, you, you stuck in the
0: mud. Yeah. You didn't know then what you know now. So, you know, just being like, oh, like looking at that past self as like, That was me. Mm -hmm. But I am a different person now. And you can kind of, you know, uh, forgive that younger version of yourself, like you would forgive a younger version of anyone else, probably. And I think it's especially true when it comes to things like diet
1: or drinking. You know, I often speak with people who say, either I drank too much, or, you know, it's all I feel like doing, or, you know, when I'm you know, I'm a failure or I'm not taking care of myself and I feel horrible about it. And, you know, even that, you know, you're taking care of the moment and Mm -hmm. right then it was what you needed to do. The only thing you can control is the next time you feel stressed. Mm -hmm. So maybe you'll choose a different option, but you actually, you know, took care of yourself at that, at that time.
2: One of the things I really like telling some of my clients is that Imagine you were saying those sorts of things to a friend of yours. Yeah. Like, mm. how could you say that to a friend? How could you say you're a drunk? How could you criticize them? Mm. And if, if that's something you wouldn't say to a friend, then so maybe you should treat yourself as a friend that way. Treat yourself yeah. as a younger Agreed. sibling of your own. And okay, so you did this. That's fine. That's what you thought was best at what. That's what you needed to survive in this moment. Mm. So it's okay. You can try again next time.
3: Yes,
1: definitely. Especially with all this good information from Patty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I really love that. And thank you so much for sharing. Um, I thought that it might be fun to end with some practical, fun food talk. (laughs) So um, first of all, I think that sometimes starting the day outright is important when you're going through a breakup, a stressful time, a broken heart, learning to live alone again, learning to live with family members during the transition. (laughs) And I have difficulty with breakfast, always have. Um, So can you give maybe some suggestions for just go to easy gut healthy um, early morning food?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So first of all, I personally start out with making some sort of Hot drink, or depending on what type of season it is, it's up to you. But for me, I personally have tea in the morning. It for me is a really good way to slowly wake up my digestive system, and gets me also having that time to sort of take care of myself, slow, so get into the day's processes rather than rushing into any sort of interaction with anybody or work yes. that you have. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and be it your coffee or sort of a tea or. For example, some people love their smoothies and that's perfectly fine. Absolutely, smoothies are a fantastic way sort of, if you want, for example, to be more gut-friendly, have some probiotic, probiotic yogurt, throw mm. in there, have it with fruit, a little bit of muesli, that's perfectly fine. Those are some beautiful ways to sort of take that time for yourself and sort of slowly start the day rather than overwhelming it with, I used to, so I'm saying this, I used to eat a lot of leftovers immediately and I found that that was really not really great way to start my day because Mm -hmm. I would eat quite a large meal which was left over from the day before in the morning in the morning oh interesting okay yeah and so that actually wasn't really good for me at (laughs) all Mm -hmm. because I also found that I'd immediately start out with a heavy heavy stomach and so I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. the energy to be able to do the things that I wanted to do in the morning and I already was setting myself up with this emotional feeling of, oh, I've eaten poorly. I have ruined the rest of the day sort of feelings. Yeah. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I I've found that too. It's a lot easier for me to be healthy, like eat good whole foods throughout the day if I start with that. Mm. Exactly. If I start with something just me, then <laughs> I kind of continue wherever I start, you know? Exactly.
2: It's yeah. yeah. Why is that? It, uh, I don't it's it's your mind <laughs> talking to you. So that's part of the reason why in like the army, they tell you to make your bed every morning. Because what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for an accomplishment in the very beginning of the day. Yeah. And it has this cascading effect for your mind. If I can do this one thing, I could do another small thing, another small thing, another small thing, another small thing.
1: Right. And that's mm-hmm. why I very, very rarely um, start the day without at least a short meditation. Because it just, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like you got to, Go the
2: cobwebs before you get going
1: yeah, yeah absolutely
2: and that's amazing to be able to set yourself up for that sort of meditation to calm your mind and slowly start the day I think that's beautiful mm-hmm. it's a really really wonderful way to sort of help anybody going through a breakup or in general if you have a stressful life that you feel so in terms of specific foods um, I would say small things tea coffee some sort of liquid to hydrate yourself after eight however many hours you've been sleeping And then also having some sort of light food. I personally love rice crackers because I'm gluten-free rice crackers and a little bit of peanut butter with some seeds on it to get me sort of a little bit more um, versatility in what I'm eating rather than just uh, peanut butter. (laughs) And I also love to have some fruits in the morning with some of my um, kefir, which is a probiotic also. Mm, And I just chuck some frozen berries into there, some bananas, make up a smoothie if I want. Or sometimes I'll make my home homemade granola Which is based off Mm. whatever I want. And it's really fun to sort of pop in and you just enjoy it. But really, Mm. you can go for, you know, some eggs if you want, Um, really, sort of, sort of vegetables if you find that, for example, avocado on toast is also a really lovely way to start the day for many people. Yes, I love Mm -hmm. that. Mm. Mm -hmm. What types of seeds um, do you suggest? Yeah, so many. Well, exactly. Try them out, like okay. try all of okay. the fun seeds out. For okay. example, I've got hemp seed on mine. I've got sesame seeds. I've got pepita seeds. I've got sunflower seeds. I love trying different. Very cool. Seeds. I love the so, suggestion. Awesome. I haven't thought of that. I like it. For example, hemp seeds actually really help with dealing with periods because it actually helps with your mood change. Ooh. So actually, having hemp seeds is a really great way to sort of, you know, if you're having a period coming soon, it's a great way to sort of help balance that. And all they're right so easy i'm gonna try that <laughs> to you know they just kind of yep. go yeah. with
1: everything
2: i
0: love yeah they're not so they're they're kind of like they're not the, like soft. super hard crunchy right. if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, yeah they're kind of soft and nutty mm-hmm. um cool. yeah so yeah am gonna add That's it to so my awesome. shopping list yeah thank
1: i mean because that was a
0: thing for <laughs> okay. yeah thank you yeah i'd love to talk about dinner as well because mm-hmm. I my problem <laughs> after my breakup with my ex fiance is that he was the cook mm. and I didn't know really how to take care of myself anymore with food cuz I he he just liked cooking and it was always like really healthy and good and I'm like I'm the type of person I go into the kitchen and I try to use the fewest utensils and plates (laughs) and pots as possible like (laughs) and we also to an absurd degree i have one pan girl so (laughs) um and we also hear
1: from people who are doing a little bit of the flip where where they used to really enjoy cooking for their ex Mm -hmm. and now they're living alone and they just can't really get into it or they cook a lot and then don't have um you know uh the ability to eat it all so what are <laughs> similar to the question about breakfast i'm glad you brought this up claire what are some fun go-to's for dinner
2: oh okay so let's maybe split that in half for like people who are okay not really <laughs> oh, not really fancy okay yeah maybe not really fancy cooking and or just sort of wanting to try it out i would say like claire does start simple start simple with like as few ingredients as possible Because even if you, like maybe some of you have uh, seen Jamie Oliver's books on like five ingredients, just start with there. Because then you can look at a recipe and sort of see what actually is going to be created from like so many different recipes from just one ingredient and then experiment from there and then try it out. I would even say record it, write it down, make notes, because that becomes fun for you. It becomes more of an Mm -hmm. experiment. It becomes less about just feeding yourself that you have to do it and memories associated with it becomes a fun activity for yourself. And Claire, I get you because I sometimes don't want to eat everything and have so many like dishes to wash. I just chuck everything into a pot. So yeah. one of my go-tos on, on really yeah. simple days is noodles in a pot or some sort of hot pot, which I chuck as many vegetables, mushrooms, um, pasta, the gluten-free pasta, not gluten-free, noodles, gluten-free noodles, sorry, not pasta. Pasta sounds atrocious with um, a hot pot, but Well, so by
1: hot pot, um, what do you mean? Oh, sorry. Apologies. No, no apologies. I just want to make sure. (laughs) 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 It's totally fine. So do you mean crock pot like a slow cooker? No. So
2: saucepan on the pan. Oh. Hot hot water. Add a little bit of, you know, if you have stock, great. If you don't um, add things like a little bit of sesame oil or some garlic and just start adding vegetables in there. So like chopped up some cabbage. Or if you have any sort of like kale, broccoli, chuck that in, and then so start adding a stir, no. a stir fry. Is this a stir fry? No.
1: Nope. What? What do you? What do you mean because by hot pot? Boiling yep. water. So this is oh! probably an Asian dish. Oh!
2: But gotcha. you just chuck okay. meat, vegetables, and then okay. basically make up a hot pot of different vegetables and meat inside of it. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chuck your sauces in, and then essentially that's a meal done for you. So then, do you, you strain do it? That. No. Because you enjoy oh, the soup with it. you're making
1: like kind of a soup. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh.
2: Mm-hmm. Sounds good, actually. I'm, I love I'm it. for
1: this. Yeah. China. Yeah.
2: Look up hot pots. There's so many <laughs> different types of recipes for them. And you can add all sorts of meats into them. Chicken, uh, oh. beef, or even if you want all sorts of little like fish bowls, those are pretty fun because they taste different depending
1: on- So what everything's you boiled. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I like that tip.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really simple. That's something. Yeah, lots of flavors. Something I love to do. Or stir fries. Stir fries are really great and easy. And if you're not sure about how to Mm -hmm. cook something, great way to start learning how to chop vegetables, how to prepare those sorts of foods, how to season meat before you put it into a stir fry. That's giving you the basic essentials from when you're starting Mm -hmm. out from a breakup. And then the opposite side for people who have the type to cook always for a partner and perhaps overcook or don't enjoy cooking anymore. Start cooking for people. If you find you overcook, start cooking for people that you care about. So it doesn't okay. necessarily need to be, if you can't get to the step of immediately cooking just for yourself, start by cooking the amount that you would and then start giving it to people that you care about, like your friends, your mm. family, your co-workers. I know that some of my girlfriends love cooking. Um, love baking so they would give out cupcakes to friends when they knew that they were upset that no one in the family would eat their cooking but they knew that other people yeah. would enjoy it too and then slowly yeah. from there you can start to re-enjoy you need you need to essentially relearn your relationship with food you need to really love it yeah. again so taking small shifts like that is something I often tell my students, my clients sort of this is how you sort of adjust yourself back into enjoying meals again. Have yeah. have hosting parties, go to picnics, mm-hmm. you know, cater for some parties if you really want to cook again.
1: Oh damn.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna cater for <laughs> parties. I'm some committed.
1: <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, <laughs> I've learned a lot. I think our listeners are going to love this. Uh Claire, do you have any final questions?
0: no i mean that's amazing i think um we've given a pretty well-rounded like introduction to some possibly new ideas for the people listening ways it's just another area you can support yourself and give yourself the best chance of having a good day i think i said earlier um you know is is paying attention to your diet and your food yeah it's so and
1: huge. And
0: the gut. And the gut. Because <laughs> so it's Patty, all linked. Absolutely.
1: And if anyone doesn't believe us, just try it for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine that it wouldn't make a difference. But, oh, amazing. Uh, but I was going to say, if I'm wrong, please tell me. So, Patty, <laughs> obviously, you're a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And um, you are running your own coaching practice. Yes. so tell us what you're up to and where people
2: can find you mm-hmm. perfect so you can find me first of all on instagram i'm always posting stories up on there and yeah. posting on my feed and also if you want to reach out i have my own website myhealinggut.com as well as my own youtube channel so you can see videos that i have on there and i didn't also know connect that yeah
1: yeah
2: absolutely. youtube so,
1: very cool i'm actually a really big fan of the youtube uh cooking videos Mm -hmm. so that's cool yeah so what's your youtube
2: so my youtube is my healing gut and you'll see foods like i've put up some videos about anti-inflammatory snacks um, what i eat in a week what i eat in a day sort Mm -hmm. of how to transition towards an anti-inflammatory diet if that's something that you feel that you need for your autoimmune disease or if you feel like you just want more whole foods in general
1: and wow. ideas that's the thing about cooking and preparing meals for yourself and shopping sometimes it just helps to get ideas and get inspired exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and to know that you're not alone in worrying about this or being sort of unsure about how to do it it's very normal mm-hmm. oh that's so good
0: yeah and so you know Maybe, maybe we have some listeners who are like, do I have an autoimmune disease now? (laughs) Like, "Ah, I thought I just was supposed to feel terrible all the time. Uh, You know, you know, like obviously talk to your doctor, but keep Mm -hmm. asking questions. You shouldn't be feeling bad. Like Mm -hmm. you should feel good going through life with your body. So yeah. Yes,
1: absolutely. Advocate for yourself. That's such a good point. I think it's something that people kind of miss or forget once you get in this slump of either feeling tired all the time or achy or bloated you know you can start to think that it's just kind of how it is
3: mm-hmm.
1: and
2: and doesn't happen. Not, it doesn't not. have to be if you, get a, <laughs> you start getting curious start looking it up start asking questions and start going to your gp your doctors and sort of taking care of yourself this is essentially taking care of yourself by being curious about what's happening to you so, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: about That's this crazy good. machine that we're moving yeah. around and
2: <laughs>
3: <Woo. laughs> calls our body
2: <laughs> oh,
1: thank you so much I'm so glad you wanted to do this and this has really been a blast thank awesome you so much. Yeah. it's thank been amazing
2: you. I'm so so happy to hopefully help some of your listeners and it was so lovely to see you too or well, talk to you too also I'm seeing you too in real time but yes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we loved it as well thank you so much and thank you to everyone who tuned in Yay, we will see you next
0: time. week. Thanks for listening to X Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your
1: Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at ClaireLottaus and me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook. At breakups, broken hearts, and moving on.
0: And here's a preview of our next episode. Couples should avoid the pet right. thing together. Yes. You do not co own an animal. Even if you're like in a marriage, there is one person always, I think, this who is- should have precedence
1: do in I mean most people would never think of it in those terms at yeah. all, and you yeah. wouldn't even want to have the conversation who's the actual
0: in quotes owner yeah. <laughs> and here's the <laughs> thing that. here's the thing you got to be able to have uncomfortable conversations with your partner mm-hmm. uh, think about it this way it's the same as having like a prenup going into a marriage oh I think it's romantic you're not staying together for something other than the fact that you just love this person